Hey guys, it's Carly. Welcome back to my podcast. I am pretty excited for this topic of discussion. This is a dance discovery about life after being on an NBA dance team. And with me, I have an extremely amazing dancer, fitness trainer, coach, inspiration, beauty. Please help me welcome Amanda Robinson. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for having me, girl. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I love that you're doing this and sharing this with our community. Like, it's much needed. So, so excited. Yay! I'm excited, too. I want to know how you're doing, first and foremost. I know this is a crazy times, but how, how's your spirit? How are we doing? <laughs> Let's talk about spirit. You know what? It's been a little bit of a roller coaster. Look for the good in everything and find the positive. It's been like the past year of just like a lot of heaviness. And I think we kind of need to like shed that layer and just trying to start fresh, have this freshly and just go for a positive mindset despite all the chaos that's going on. We're just going to focus on putting our best foot forward. How about you? How's everything? I- I hear you on that. I am right there with you with that foot forward, best foot, you know, just got to got to stay positive and just do the best you can. And and just it's all about good vibes. Got to keep the good vibes as much as you can. So I'm right there with you, girl. I am right there. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, same. (laughs) Right. Um, Okay, great. So again, I'm so excited about this topic. And uh, I kind of want to jump into conversation and say like, yes, you are super talented as a dancer and woman, like period. I'm, I admire you so much. <laughs> and I want to know, like, when was it actually that you started dancing from a young age, high school? What goes on? When did you start? Wow. You know, what's so crazy. So I actually started dancing. I think I was three years old. I was definitely super small. Aww. And my, you know, I grew up with all brothers. I actually have five brothers and I was my mom's only girl. And I was just running around like a tomboy, crazy, you know, person. And she's just, okay, I need my daughter to have some sort of like feminine touch and just a different outlet than wrestling and sports. So she threw me into dance. And I just, I started at three years old at like a recreational library where it was like a combo ballet tap class um, one day. Right. Yeah. And I started training there very, very small. And then from there, I grew such a love for dance and went on to dance, you know, at a, like a local dance studio and then went to train professionally in New York City at the School of American Ballet, which is where I got my first taste of like the pro dance world. And I wow. spread my wings and it took over my entire life. And it's still my passion today. So what is that? At least almost... 29 years in the dance world. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you were, you were like tiny then when you were exposed even to just a classroom setting then in terms of just, Hey, this is what dance is like from a tiny, tiny tot, you were a little, little nugget. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what's so crazy. Cause now I, I work, you know, I work at a studio and back as like an instructor and just, I have kids all the way from like three years old, all the way up to high school. And I look back and I'm just like, how the heck did, did they deal with these youngins, you know, trying to just translate dance into a form and like an art that little ones can understand and actually comprehend and digest. It's been quite a journey, but I think that it's really helped me figure out you know, how to share my gift, but also it keeps me young and it keeps me like inspired seeing them interpret dance and just feel so excited every time they come to class, especially like we just came back from holiday break and they were all excited, like Miss Amanda, we're so pumped to be back. 
And, you know, what are we learning? Are we doing our recital dance? You know, they're just like super, super energetic about it. And it makes me feel excited because, you know, sometimes it's tough when you're in the dance world. You can get really tainted and weighed down and have like a tough relationship with dance where I've known a lot of, you know, my colleagues have stepped away from the dance scene just to like reset and recharge because it can be so jarring. But then come back right. with like this rejuvenated perspective where it's like, you know what, this at the end of the day is what brings me joy. And that's what we have to try to remember through all the ups and downs of the industry because it's the wild one. Right. <laughs> right. That is so, that's so true. And it, it, for whatever, for our listeners, anybody, like whether you're a dancer, whether you are like a teacher who teaches like second grade class, like whatever that might be, you are going to have those roller coasters in terms of like ups and downs and things like that. And as an artist, yeah, our, our, our industry is very, it's a it's a crazy one but like you know you have you have those moments but that's true in terms of being able to translate to like the younger younger generation younger students and have them be you know fired up and ready to go that's I mean that says a lot about you as a teacher that you're able to translate and inspire like that so kudos to you um that's awesome though that's awesome so little tiny tot Amanda dancing at three and took over your life in a best way ever and then you were with the nets and then here we are and now five, six, seven, eight. Right? It's, it's, it's wild the journey, you know, especially when I was so little, I had no idea what dance was going to offer me. I never thought it could be a career. You know, I, my mom always encouraged right. me to follow dance and pursue dance and go to all the competitions. You know, I went to college and I danced on my dance team there at the collegiate level, but I didn't major in dance because she was like, you don't need a degree to dance. Like, you know, you can always fall back on your degree and have dance as a passion. So I appreciate her always, I appreciate her always supporting me in that aspect. And then right. I got older and she was like, well, why don't you go try out for the Nets? And I was like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, what do you have to lose? And I was like, I guess you're right. I really don't have anything to lose. So we went out and, went and it, it actually worked out. So you never know what you're going to get. It's such an unpredictable journey, but it's definitely exciting. Yes. Okay. So shout out to mama because yes, she, she told, she told you to go audition. Um, yes to mama. So that's great. Um, mama knows best. <laughs> mama literally knows best. Right. Um, my next question actually kind of, we're talking about the next organization. My next question would be if you had to pick three words to describe your experience with the next organization, what would those three words be? That's a heavy one. Um, I know. I definitely would say my first choice would be transformative, um, would be my first word. Second, I would say empowering because I grew up, I was like this little rookie that had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I literally grew into my womanhood. Um, so that would be my okay. empowering. And then my third would probably just be like exhilarating because the experience was just so fun and dynamic and you know, I had every day was something different on the job, which I think is the most exciting thing. Cause at the time I was also working in human resources. Like I had a nine to five and then I was like, you know, dancing part-time on the side. So I realized like I came to a crossroad where I had to choose. And like the time came where I was like, you know what? I have to take this leap of faith because I love dance and I'm literally living out my joy as my career. So it was definitely, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. I love those three words. Yeah. And empowering in general, like that is, that is like, it's like fulfilling. You know what I mean? Like, that's awesome that you, uh, that you feel that way about the organization. Um, so for you, you audition, and I know you said your mom had encouraged you to go and audition. 
And I know you just mentioned, you said you were like, I was just like the rookie and like, I wasn't sure what I was getting into a little bit. So like my question, my next question actually was, do you feel you had done like research or like, did you feel prepped to audition in terms of just like an audition environment um, when you first, excuse me, when you first auditioned for the team and did you make it like your first time auditioning? You were just like, yes. And then you made it and then you were there. easy girl I had no idea what I was getting myself into I did not do my research to be honest I grew up as a ballerina I trained you know at the school of American ballet that was the world that I knew I came from a competitive you know local dance studio background and then dancing at the collegiate level kind of similar but definitely not so I really had no idea what I was getting myself into but I did that my dreams were crushed as a ballerina because my ballet school, when I was like 15 years old, basically told me I would never make the company because of my body type and my aesthetic and all of these things. So my mom withdrew me from the school. I still trained, obviously, in the meantime. And then when it came time to, you know, go to college and pursue dance, she was just like, check it out. Like, what do you have to lose? So we went to that first audition. I think I was 18 or 19 years old. I was in college at the time. So I definitely was like consumed in that world because that's like you're in your own bubble. And I went, I auditioned. I actually made it to the top 30 all the way to the finals till the end, which I I didn't Mm -hmm. expect or anticipate because I had never gone through a audition like that obviously it was like an open call first then they narrowed it down to like a hundred participants then from there they narrowed it down again and it was like you know you're going through a boot camp pretty much essentially audition prep and then from there they bring it down to like the top 30 and I was so blessed to be in that top 30 made it all the way to the end and then when they were you know announcing who made the team I didn't make the cut and I was bummed um at the end of the audition I went back up to Petra, which is one of my, you know, huge mentors during my career at that time, went up to her. I had no idea who she was. Mind you, Petra basically started like the Laker girls when Paula Abdul was there back in the day. From there, she went to the Knicks. And then from the Knicks, she came to us at the Nets and basically was there to revamp us for our Brooklyn stint. And I walk up to her and I'm just like, you know, you know, after an audition or anything, you're just like, oh, is there any like feedback that you have for me? Like this little young, naive girl. And she was just like, she was like, how old are you? And I was like, you know, I'm like 18, 19 years old. And she was like, come back in a few years. Like you're in college, right? And I was like, yeah. She goes, when you graduate college, come back and come see us. And I I listened to her. And after I graduated college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I went and I auditioned and I actually made the team the second time around. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen, but that was like the most like, Oh, I was in shock. I couldn't even believe that I made the squad. And I was just so pumped to be a rookie. And it was our last year in New Jersey. So there was a lot of changes coming, but it was like such an exciting time to be a part of the team. Okay. Wow. So that is like a true like journey for you. I I didn't know that you, I thought that you were on the team. (laughs) And maybe that's why I got confused. I was like, yeah, you've been there for, you were there for like eight years or something. And you're like, no. No, (laughs) It's so crazy because I feel like most girls usually only do like one to three years. Like five years is on the longer end. Eight years is definitely on the longer end. Um, But at the time when I was going into it, I didn't plan to be there for five years. I was just excited to be there. You know what I mean? I was just grateful to have at the table and take the experience for what it was. So I was definitely blessed um, to go through that experience, get into it, and then transform to the point where I, you know, I made captain on the team. And it was where I was kind of like, 
it was all coming full circle where I was acting as a mentor towards the girl, you know, the newer girls. When I remember being that and being that naive, I remember the first appearance I had, I had to Google because we had, you know, our look was like a smoky eye, a lash, a nice neutral lip. And then like whatever your hairdo was, because everyone had like their set hairdo. And I Googled how to do a smoky eye because I had no idea. And I like show up to this first appearance and my director of entertainment at the time literally walked into the bathroom and was like, you look like a raccoon. I'm probably going to need you to wipe a good amount of that off. And I was like mortified because I thought I did a good job. And she was just like, basically she shut me down. She's like, oh no, girl, you are not walking out there looking like this. So thank God one of my teammates like took her makeup, wiped it off, redid my face, got me together. And then that's where I really learned like the skills of what it takes. Like you have to do your makeup, you know, you got to look polished, put together, have your hair done. How the heck do you put on eyelashes without gluing your eyelash, you know, your eyelids shut. So it's like all these things, you know? Wow. Okay. Well, hashtag yes, Google. Like, okay. We like Google. That is so, I mean, I'm not laughing like at you. I'm just laughing because I've experienced literally the same exact thing. Um, so that's so, that's so funny though, that like you do, you learn so much even beyond actual physical, like choreo and like, okay, yes, you're a strong dancer. Like, but there's so much more that goes into it when you're a part of an organization. It's bigger than just you, you know what I mean? So that's, and you have great teammates. You said like one of your teammates was like, all right, girl, let's, let's, let's do this over. Let's, let's get it together. So you think that you're just going for the dance experience, but you don't realize that you're actually a brand ambassador. Um, so you're wearing all the hats where you're literally representing that entire brand that goes just beyond dance. So you have to have, you know, like the public speaking skills, you have to have the social skills. It's like, it really, really yep. pushes you to level up who you are and develop your professionalism. So it helps you grow. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um, that's such a funny story though with the googling of a smoky eye i literally do the same thing i'm like how to do anything with makeup um that's so funny i have uh, my next question so you were with the nets um organization for five seasons um i would say like or i'm asking how would you say you were able to maintain your mind body and spirit each season because yeah you you guys brand ambassadors there's a lot going on and even outside of dancing with the team, like I'm sure you have family things to take care of and just yeah. life, you know? I think the one thing too that people don't realize is where they're always like, oh, well, when's your off season? I'm like, there is no off season when it comes to dance. You, you know, we started, like right. our season didn't kick off until October most of the time. And we began rehearsing and learning routines and choreography in June. Our auditions were in June. And then right after that, we started rehearsing and we would rehearse at least three times a week. And your our time when it came to a routine usually was learn it, it and stage it. So you would have three rehearsals to have a routine where it needed to be performance ready for the court. But I do appreciate it in the sense that, you know, it forced me to learn that professionalism, but also trying to maintain that healthy balance of who I am and who they expected me to be. I think that that was the biggest, biggest challenge um, because it helped me become a woman, but also it was like, is this who I want to be? Because I did at some point feel a little artificial with all of that makeup on and, you know, constantly having to touch up my hair. And I was like, am I turning into this vain girl that's constantly like analyzing her looks? Um, you know, after a certain amount of time where that was like challenging. And then I am grateful that I personally have never had a lot of body 
body image issues, but I, a lot of my teammates did. And that I think was the hardest, which is very common in the dance world. You know, it's really hard to see when you have friends or whatever, just kind of like pressuring themselves to work out all the time, to restrict themselves from eating certain things. And, you know, it's tough enough with the Mm -hmm. lifestyle. You're not sleeping, you're working later nights, you're up early mornings, you know, you have long rehearsals, like has your body even had time to recover? So I did see a lot of, you know, tough times where my teammates were getting pulled from routines and opening nights and appearances just because of their physical aspect of what they look like. And I won't, I won't lie to you. They did give us evaluate monthly evaluations where they rated us on like our attendance, our professionalism, our physical appearance, our, you know, that you, you might get put, I don't want to say on probation because we didn't call it that, but you could get pulled from appearances or, you know, the experience that you're there for, you understand you're representing a brand and you have to look the part. But now that I'm on the other side, if I could say anything to you know, prospects that want to get into that world, just try to stay true to you as much as you can. Wow. Yeah, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. And at the end of the day, you are each, you know, on the team. Yes, you're all there collectively, but individually, you are your own person. You all have different personalities. You all have different, you know, like mm-hmm. things to bring to the table, different aspects to bring to the table. So yeah, there's there's definitely a lot um, that goes on you know, behind the scenes. And like you said, as a dancer, there is no off season. Like, of course, basketball, like the NBA has a season. We all know that. But as a dancer and as an athlete, yeah, it's year round. You got to train. You got to go take class. Or how's your retention with choreography? Like what goes on? Yeah. Stamina. There's there. There is no off season. It's a never ending journey. So you don't have to go into like detail, detail, Mm -hmm. whatever you feel comfortable with. But did you feel like, um, did you feel you were financially sound during your career as a dancer with the team and um, like with opportunities outside of physically dancing at games? Like I know you guys did appearances and things like that. Did you feel like that was you were financially stable with just being on the team or did you feel like you're like, man, I got to go work elsewhere because, you know, this is, you know, the dance industry and payment, you know, that's a, we t- that's a not a, that's on another episode of, of my podcast. Yeah. I was going to say that's a wow. whole you know, rabbit hole that go down but I actually really do love this question because I wish that I knew like how conscious you need to be I am grateful thank god I will say that being on the nets we were one of the highest paid teams in the league thankfully and we were paid for everything um I ended up going to all-star 2016 where they one girl from every squad to go and represent the all-star dance team. And when I was there, I was talking to a lot of the other girls and like they were required to go tanning and, you know, get like, who knows, facials and all these things. And they didn't even have a sponsor to pay for these things. So now they're coming out of their own personal pocket. We thankfully had sponsors like gym sponsor, you know, hair and makeup sponsors. So that helps lighten the load for the cost of things. And then even if you compare it to NFL, my one friend who was on the Nets was a former Jets flight crew cheerleader. And she was like, oh, we weren't paid for anything except for games. And then you consider that they're, what, maybe nine to 10 home games a year. You know what I mean? So they're doing right. And I just that comparative alone. I think we were blessed for what we were paid for on the nets, we were compensated for everything, even if it was like a meeting, you know, which some people are just like, oh, well, it's your time and you're expected to do that, to do that because you're a part of the brand. We were definitely financially compensated in a good way. But the tough thing is it's also a mm. part-time job with a full-time commitment. So no matter what, 
I feel like everybody in the world, you have to have another hustle. So commonly I fell into the fitness world, which I feel like a lot of dancers do just because it's easy and you need something where you have a flexible schedule. So, you know, you could teach in the mornings or during the day right. or your private clients, and then you could still have your dance life, which was good. So, I mean, I definitely did hustle. When I first got into the nets, I worked full time. I was working nine to five at a human resources desk mm-hmm. job. Like so weird that to, to look back and say that now, um, you know, so I feel like for me at that point, I was financially good. But when I came to that crossroad and I had to make that decision where it was like, okay, am I going to go full throttle with this? Like I had to pick one because I felt like I was divided in my energy and I, I needed to put a hundred percent into one thing. And we were traveling with the nets. I think that summer, maybe mm-hmm. like five countries or something. I was like, I don't have this much vacation time. Like, so I literally just quit my job, cashed out my 401k. And I was nervous that summer. That was the first summer where I was literally just relying on my dance income. And I mean, thankfully we were paid for it, but I was like, you know what? back from traveling. And then once I got home, I was like, wow, I'm here. Like rent's going to be due. I need to find something. So I literally went on Craigslist and found like this local, you know, boutique bar fitness studio that I taught at for, I want to say eight years or something like that. And that how I kind of like fell into finding like my side hustle that supplemented my dance lifestyle. And then also keeping in mind too, like from there, I was able to get a dance agent and everything. And I started booking professional jobs you get those jobs and you're like, wow, I'm making like two grand in one day. And you know, you're young. You don't realize you right. need to save because you don't know when that next gig is going to come. You know, really yep. learning to be money yep. conscious and saving for that rainy day because it's like, yeah, you could get have that two grand for this re- this week, but you might not have anything for another two months. So it's just really, really being conscious and knowing how to be smart with your money because it's not easy to navigate. And there's a lot like as an artist and as a performer that you're putting out for yourself, whether it's your makeup, your hair, your travel, you know, your equipment, I say equipment, but you know, like you got to buy heels, you got to buy sneakers, you know, whatever it is that you need for your performance. There's, there's a lot of out costs for upfront costs that we put out there. It's real out here. It is real. Um, That's so, that's so true though. Like we, we put so much, into and I think too for people that aren't in our industry, um, they don't understand. They they just see the bells and whistles of like, oh, you dance, so like, yeah, can you like come do this video for me or whatever? And it's like, okay, are you gonna pay for rehearsal time for me to like learn this choreo or like what? There's so much that goes into your career as a dancer. Like even like you said, like buying a pair of heels. Okay, these have to be a certain color. Like every dancer, female dancer mm-hmm. and male or whatever, but like. Dancers are like, okay, we all have like that one black heel that works for like any, any video or any project that could like work with like this black heel, then I need a red one because this and that, like, there's so much that goes into the financial aspect Mm -hmm. of dancing. Like, again, even taking class like that, there's so much that goes into it and um, all that stuff, but I'm glad to hear that. Like for your headshots, come on, those are not cheap. (laughs) But um, I'm glad to hear that the Nets, you know, compensated you girls for, for your work like you are working for them and and it is it is sad to hear i think we have a lot of friends in the industry who are you know mm-hmm. nfl dancers and not to knock anybody for like pursuing what they're passionate about but it's sad to hear certain stories from certain friends of just like yeah like we had to pay for this this and this and like we no. only get like that's that's not cool like we are we are working like yes we are passionate about what we're doing but why are we not compensated it happens so frequently that dancers are not compensated their actual like 
value. Like oh, we're almost like at the bottom of the totem pole. It's like, yo, we are bringing the fire. Mm-hmm. It leads me into my next question for you. I was going to say, how was that transition after your last um, season with the Nets? Did you feel like you made the right decision? Um, were you like nervous or scared to leave? Like, do you miss it now? Like, yeah. tell me about it's like a bittersweet transition because for so for many years, it's like your every day. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is like you miss your girls more than anything. Like you miss your squad. It's just like kiki in and grooving with them. But at the end, I kind of was like, okay, well, I came, I saw, and I conquered. And I didn't feel challenged anymore. So I felt like I was to the point where it was it was just time. You know, like it ran its course. I had an amazing experience. And I was like, what's next for Amanda Robinson? Like not, you know, not the Brooklyn Nets. What's next for Amanda Robinson? And I was like ready to spread my wings and just kind of flourish. And transitioning, of course, I was scared as fuck. <laughs> I was so nervous. Cause I, I know, you know, it was my life for so long. And the good thing is I had an alternative because I was in the fitness industry. So I kind of just leaned into that and picked up. That's the beauty of it. I was able to pick up more work there and continue to do my commercial dance work and modeling work and gig. So it was thankfully not a rough transition, but it's bittersweet because you just miss like, you know, that's your family. I still say fam, like those are my girls still to this day. So that was just the hardest thing is like you you just miss that like camaraderie that you have all the time. Um and yeah, you know, performing because it, you know, as you get older, your body can't do as what it used to do like 10 years ago. <laughs> so, you know, I look back and I watch those videos and I'm like, how did I move that fast? <laughs> But there's always, you know, chapters in life and you kind of just have to be ready for that next chapter. And I knew I was. I knew I was. Oh, well, I definitely I hear you on that. And yeah, like you literally you just said, like there are chapters, whether you're a dancer, whatever, any anybody in life, you're going to go through, you know, chapters like that's literally what life is. And I'm glad to hear that you you felt like you had other opportunities kind of like set up and ready to go that still you know, revolved around your passion for dance and like fitness and like being active and also with modeling just in general, I feel like, you know, you were, you were able to transition, um, I guess smoothly, I'll say smoothly in terms of, um, opportunity that still, um, allowed you to be involved with a dance base base, I guess, in that, in that aspect. So, um, but I hear you team team is everything. And like you said, you were around them all the time and like having rehearsals and, and, um, games and everything like that, you're, you consider them family. Mm -hmm. So I totally, Mm -hmm. I hear you. I definitely hear you on that. Do you, I know you mentioned this earlier in our conversation, but do you have any advice for dancers who want to audition for an NBA team? Um, and what to expect post organization, maybe like once they, you know, if they do choose to, or when they do choose to, uh, move forward, do you have any advice for? Yeah, definitely. Like if anyone is looking to try out for a pro team, do your research because like, I didn't, <laughs> you know, research like what, what kind of styles they do. <laughs> the good thing is a lot of teams now and even just whatever it is that you're going to do. So many places offer seminars, workshops, go to those pre-audition workshops, get the prep, get the FaceTime because it's literally like learning what you need to have, like remembering to stay true to who you are. Cause I think that that's one thing is like when we're in the dance world, we always look at others and we aspire and you're like, Oh my God, I want to be that person and this and that. But it's like, you also have your own special sweet sauce, your own swag, that that is what's going to be your selling point when it comes to auditioning, because you don't want to be 
is be like the next girl or you don't want to be like the girl that they already have on the team. You want to be you and you want to let you shine. So I think going to those workshops will help prepare you for that. And then just like I said, stay true to yourself um, and post. Continue to make sure that you network when you're in that experience. That's one thing is like you never know whose eyes are on you. Um, when we're on the nets, like we, every routine, we had a different new awesome choreographer coming in. They usually had an assistant and it's like, be nice to that assistant. They may, they might be the next person that's hiring you. You never know in our industry when things come full circle. So just right. always being mindful that you are kind, you are gracious and don't be catty because it's very easy for that scene to be catty. And it's like, Ooh, so-and-so is getting booked on this. And why am I not booked on this? And it's just like, you want to see everyone win. We all want to win. So it's like, be there for each other, be there for yourself and stay true yeah. to yourself. Oh, that is the best advice <laughs> I've had all day. Like, like, thank you for blessing my ears and whoever's listening for blessing their ears, because that's so true. And it's, there's nothing better. There's nothing better, Amanda, than being yourself. You're absolutely right. Like, hands down, like, be you at the end of the day because you are you. And, like, it, it just goes a long way. And I feel like, too, people mm-hmm. can read through phoniness if you're, like, trying too hard or anything like that. Just be you. You're so right. You yes. I really appreciate our conversation today um, and your insight. And, again, this is a dance discovery for me. I have always – I've always respected and admired the Nets organization. I had my few times I auditioned and uh, it just didn't, it didn't work yeah. out, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's all good. And I feel like I met so many, even like you, when I, when I auditioned, like I met so many great people, you know, from the audition process and, and people that were able to give me great feedback. I was going to say, carry yeah, with yeah, like, like now, you posts, know, you know, those experiences, lesson. here we are still connected. And it's like, that's how you never know when your worlds are going to collide. And that's the beauty of our industry. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, so yeah, no, I do want to thank you again. And if you want to, do you have anything going on? Do you have like, you want to insert your right. I mean, yeah. I'm constantly, I'm still active training, in the dance like- world. You know, when it comes to health and wellness, that's a big thing that I feel like when I was a dancer, I wish I knew more about. And now that I'm engulfed with it, I try to share it with my students all the time. So if you're ever looking for dance inspiration, you know, modeling inspiration, as far as like influencing all of that stuff. And especially when it comes to health and wellness, please check me out. I'm dropping tips all the time on my page on Instagram. You can follow me at the Amanda Robinson. And if you ever need personal training or anything like that, I work with individuals one-on-one as well as creative movement coaching. So I'm here for you as a resource. I've been through it. I lived through it and I want to continue to uplift the generations to come. So any questions at all, don't hesitate to reach out. Or if you just want to say, what's up, (laughs) give your girl a shout. Yes. Everyone listening, Amanda's IG is popping. She literally is such a shining light. She has like, like she just said, she's got tips. She throws tips in there, like workout tips. I follow a few of those. Okay. And um, (laughs) she's, she's honestly, you are just such a sweetheart. And I really do appreciate you as, as a dancer, like, and also off, off the stage. You know what I mean? You're just a genuinely beautiful person. And I appreciate you so, so much. um, Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's just the truth you are you are great and a great inspiration and again a beautiful dancer on and off the stage so 
um i thank you again for your for your time today with a uh, chatting about this dance discovery and for our listeners next time i'll be talking about a dance do which is building an enterprise Ooh. yes all of that so make sure you stay connected with my podcast one woman peace out, peace out. Oh,